0: All right. I'm here with Allison Wittucky. Oh, yes, I did it. I finally did it. You know, I've been messing up names for a few weeks. So <laughs> um, So Allison's going to introduce herself and we'll go from there.
1: Uh, hi, guys. I'm Allison Wittucky and I am currently a college student at IU studying journalism and I am very into fitness and health.
0: Mm, journalism. What, what made you want to do that?
1: Um, well, it, I'm in the broadcasting side, and I, my minor is criminal justice. So I kind of want to report on crime. I guess when I was younger, I was super obsessed with like reading the people magazines my mom always had. And so I thought it'd be cool to report on crime stories and kind of get into that side of things.
0: Yeah, what, what, what about crime stories? You? Is it just because it's crime?
1: Okay, like, it sounds kind of morbid, but I like creepy stuff. Like, my favorite movie is Silence of the Lambs. A lot of people don't know that. And um, I don't know, it just, it intrigues me. I know it sounds awful, but, like, as humans, we are drawn to disaster and like, conflicts. And so I think that's what really, um, and not inspired me, but really, like, it drove a passion in me to want to follow these stories and want to report on them and just, like, seek the truth, I guess.
0: I understand. I feel like I like, you know, Children of the Corn is probably one of my favorite ones. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So, like, I understand that kind of way of thinking. Um, So is that like, like, what kind of crime? Like, is it going to be like war crimes? Like, what is it that you really enjoy?
1: It's hard. I like probably terrorist attacks. Like, I used to tell people, um, like, you know, the Paris attacks, I'd like to the person sent there the next day to go report on scene.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. where'd you get this passion from? Why, like, it's not something you're like. People avoid war, avoid conflict. Don't like to report on that stuff. Most people.
1: I don't know. I just it intrigues me. I just I think it's the adrenaline in me that made me want to do it. Um, I was a reporter just in high school, and we had dumb assignments. Like, I remember she gets so mad. My teacher would be like, "Allison, can you please report on like the recycling club?" And I was like, "No one will listen to me." I was like, "Everyone wants to hear about like." the dangerous stuff i was like oh i'll talk about the college towns like there's always some scandal going on down there and so i was like i really wanted to always find like the juicy stuff i wanted to report on stuff i knew people were gonna listen to
0: yeah 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 i i, I understand because you know it's all about watching and listening to bad news i mean like
1: yeah, I, it's bad but also just like telling people stories too
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah well, well what made you want to go in journalism was it just like Especially broadcasts, like is it like because you enjoy stories and telling them? Mm-hmm.
1: I loved story. I loved writing too when I was growing up, and so I think um, that kind of transitioned. I was kind of a quieter kid growing up. I didn't talk a lot, but I loved to write, and I I'm obsessed. People know I'm obsessed with like grammar and spelling and edit. like oh, I love editing so much. And so I think when I'm in middle school, I was like, a, our yearbook editor and then in high school that transitioned kind of into, I want to be on the news and I think it'd be cool. One, I wasn't acting too when I was younger. So I really wanted to be on camera. And then I became more outgoing toward the end of high school, especially in the college. And I was like, I want to be on camera. I like talking to people, but I also love telling stories and interacting with people. And I think the whole broadcast side really, um, tied in those interests for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you like news now? Like, what, what, what? Do you watch news at all?
1: I don't watch as much as I should. Honestly, I've been super busy with school, but it's kind of funny because you think as a journalism major you need to do more of that. Um, but I like it when I do sit down and watch it, and I think it's so so important to watch it and to make sure you're watching a variety of um, channels and getting the whole story.
0: What, what do you watch specifically? Is it just like you watch all the major networks and independent people? Or how?
1: Mm-hmm. i like to watch uh, probably the major networks um on tv but then i like to read stories online or just um watch clip it clips or whatever online too
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah well yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah yeah i i understand yeah i also i think i, I don't know i like watching um I forget who's that youtuber who does nothing but news i think it's philip defranco he really yeah, i've heard of him yeah, he does really good news. Well, it's because it's so short and, you know, I get everything. And, it's like,
1: to the point. And that's what our generation is so, like, it's what it needs. If it's, if it's slow, if it's drawn out, people aren't going to put in the effort to hear it. But, like, this generation is very focused on I want quick, I want concise, I want it now.
0: Yeah, and he doesn't, like, you know, the, I, I feel like the news is, like, you could cut out, like, hours of the news just because it's, it's not really stories. It's just they're trying to fill up airtime.
1: Oh, and that's why I think that viewership is going down when you actually watch the news. Where it's like the online stuff, it's quick. People just get what they want right away. You might have to watch an ad or two, but that's nothing compared to the news online. I mean, on the TV. So I think yeah. that's why the internet and the news sources online are becoming um, a much bigger force in the industry.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely much more popular. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like that, you know, him and his independent channel, just it's growing like insanely. Um, one day he'll eclipse the regular news. I mean, I look at his numbers. I mean, he's making he's, he's he has better numbers than Fox than uh, NBC. Crazy. All of them. Like it's like man, this this is what's next. I also like that he just you know tells you uh, this is my opinion. This is you know the facts. Um, I love. That. What do you think? Like you know, I've never been presented like that. You know, it's like um. it's
1: one sided. Yeah. I- yeah,
0: and then I also like that he does like the. Like, he presents it to you, then he says, okay, this is what happened, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I like that he covers stories every day, you know. Um, what what do you want to know about? Like, I heard stuff, you know. Um, but, like, it, you know, I think that's interesting. And now he's actually getting people that can actually go to sites and, you know, report on stories, which I think is, like, the next step for him. Because most of his stuff is just, like, gathered from uh, mainstream media as well. yeah. So I don't know. I, I I like that stuff. I think it's a, it's a cool
1: fun. idea. It really is. It's mm. kind of becoming as an entrepreneur.
0: Mm. And uh, there's know. so many places you can watch news online. It's like wow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then you know, if I want to get a laugh out, I'll, I'll watch. Uh, what's his name? He he yells and screams. I forget his name.
1: I've <sighs> probably seen him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Where he's like, ah, rah, 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 and he's talking about aliens and stuff, and yeah, <laughs> it's so fun. I mean, like, um, I forget his name. Why can't I remember his name? But. Man, it's so fun, like, watching him um do that stuff. And some of the stuff, I'm like, man, like, he's exaggerating a lot. But, like, some of the stuff is, like, true. And I'm like, oh, this is weird. Like, I have to. Like, his personality is just too crazy for me.
1: Oh, yeah. It's so much to take in at once.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I think, I don't know. I love news. I think news is such a great thing. Um, Do you read books about, like, how to report? Or, like, do you, do you dislike the reporting aspect, how they report?
1: I like the reporting aspect. In journalism, like my major, we don't have to actually read a ton of stuff on how to report. We actually just do it. So we're sent out with cameras and we have to go report on like smaller stuff around campus or write articles on things. So it's mostly like a – it's a very do major instead of like a read about major.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how I feel about it too. I don't know. I like the reporting, but it, it sometimes it takes too – like it – I don't know. It's too structured for me.
1: I'm yeah, like, I feel that.
0: I, I I don't feel like I don't know who this person is, and then you know I love all the the news clips when something weird happens and it's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> or someone falls on the floor, that that always makes me laugh. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. And is it so? What? What? You know, I you have a YouTube channel. What? what why would he, Won't you do news on that? That'd be cool. I'd be interested in that.
1: That would be kind of cool if I did some news on that mm. somewhere out there. I think there might be some news videos of me from high school, but like God, let's hope no one finds those.
0: Oh, they'll they'll be searching.
1: <laughs> Shutters.
0: Yeah, yeah. Did you? Did you? Is that? Is that like new? Is would you be open to like other types of news or no?
1: Um, like what types?
0: I mean, like there's so many. Um, I don't know, like tech news, this news, like there's so many different types of news you can report on.
1: Instead of just crime, you're saying? Yeah. Um, I think, like, just reporting on people um, in general just, like, lifestyle stuff, I think would be kind of cool, too. I could do celebrity news, too, probably. I mean, everyone, I feel like, is guiltily interested in celebrity life, whether, like, they're proud of it or not. So I think that would still be a cool aspect, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Celebrity news. I can't watch it, but, you know, some people love it. I like Mm -hmm. drama. Don't get me wrong.
1: I I like drama, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love YouTube drama as well. Like, I, I like oh, it. I love it. I love it when love someone makes a video, it, then someone the responds.
1: Movie. Yeah. Oh, I'll be like, I'll watch it and I'll laugh, but I'll be like, please just don't pull me in. Like,
0: mm. And like I like when people have good points and like, oh, you got them.
1: Like, you just roasted. Yeah,
0: I love those roasted. Uh, but yeah, I always think that that, that stuff is always going to sell. Like, it's just, oh, for sure. you know, everyone wants to drama. I don't know.
1: It's all about that conflict.
0: And so like what t- would you like be interested in like war like kind of like going to you know the middle east or bosnia or like like crazy places like that
1: As of where I am right now in life probably not because I'm I'd want to get my feet wet first like I mean that's what I'm saying like the Paris attacks like actually in Paris like in Europe Kind of the bordering-ish areas. But I feel like the, the Middle East is like a whole different world. And I feel like I'd be kind of naive to say, oh, I'm ready to go to the Middle East. Because like, that's crazy. It's so, so intense. Um, I'm never saying never. Like, I feel like if I come to a point where it's really important to me to go tell those stories and it's worth the risk, then I definitely will. I just know my family would, like, kill me. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, 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 that is a crazy kind of thing. Um I don't know. I've read some books, and I'm like, man, this this is pretty. Especially war journalism. Like my favorite world journalist is um, Sebastian Junger. If you ever read his book called The War, it's like, like he's been he like he goes in. You know, he's a photographer. He also does journalism. He shows he like spent six months with soldiers. Uh, a bunch of other stuff and you know he you know he can't fight back but he, he's reporting all this stuff it's kind of crazy when you see yeah it. and
1: especially as a woman I, i'm just kind of scared about the idea it's like dang i'm yeah. white i'm a woman like let's just go throw me in there let's just see what's on his <sighs> yeah. feet on me like dang
0: yeah that's not that's not the best place to be mm-hmm. um, but like i don't know it's crazy over there what about like tech crime would you be interested in like tech crime like like cyber attacks like you know cyber bullying and other stuff like reporting all that stuff
1: i think that'd be kind of interesting i really don't know too much about that kind of side um but i would definitely definitely be interested in learning more about that
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and where'd this passion of news or journalism come from was it like from a person that you admire was it like just a family thing what, what was it
1: um i mean i just knew from a young age that i liked telling stories I remember in fifth grade, my elementary school, I guess we were like advanced or something. We had like a mini television station. I was the weather girl. I also told the hot lunch and the sides and the weather. Wait, I said that. The weather, the hot lunch. And that was pretty much it. But um, of the week, I guess we did it once a week. And I remember we all got to visit a news station one time and actually being in that environment where all the cameras and the lights and it was so intense and Everyone was like telling stories. I was like, oh my gosh, like what if I could make this a career? I already like um, being on camera now. And so then in middle school, that's when I became more into just the storytelling. We didn't have a TV station then. And that was when I was still working on the newspaper or the yearbook. And then high school came and I was on air every day, actually, almost for like the entire school year. And I had to write all my own stories. And I was just, like, I already to do this for school. I mean, I know it's not on a huge scale. And I was like, if I pursue this in college and I still like it. I could see myself doing this on a much larger scale in the real world. And so um, I think that's kind of just where it developed. Mm
0: -hmm. And do you like, what is journalism school? Like, is it like just, you learn a bunch of how to write, read and like act? It's all
1: over the place. Like, so some classes you will have that are just about um, writing stories and you have to go interview people and just write the stories. And then some classes are about media. So I have one class where, um, right now we're working on magazine design, um, other projects. We had to make a video and show different camera angles and everything. And then another one, we just had to take a bunch of pictures and uh, create like a layout with the pictures and then like write some text about it, I guess. I don't know. So like some are very media based because journalism right now is super, super media based, but some are just about the pure content and of itself.
0: Mm-hmm. Dude, have you ever blogged or anything like that? Like.
1: So many people have been asking me about that, and I really, really want to. I thought about it a couple of years ago, but I'm like my schedule is so busy right now. Like, there's so many things I want to try. And I haven't gotten around to it yet. I have written like articles for some people before, but never actually like, written my own blog. And I think that's something I want to start maybe within the next month, maybe within the next year. I definitely want to do it, though.
0: What what would your blog be about?
1: Uh, mainly about probably health and fitness and then just um, – especially from this, the point of view of a college age student, because right now everyone's trying to figure out their lives and it's hard when you're surrounded in an environment that does not really promote health and fitness so much. And it's kind of weird. Like I'll walk around with a gallon and people are like, who does this girl think she is or something like that. And it's, or like, you know, the, the drinking aspect is so heavily uh, influ- influenced in college. And I just feel like just talking about from my point of view, my views on balance, my views on fitness, And then just what I've learned would really be a kind of a unique side to things.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, what are these unique side to things? Is it,
1: um, I think, well, it's because a lot of people who are into fitness, they kind of get into it after college more. So, um, they've already left. They're like, I'm out of the partying stage. Like they can go and be in an environment where necessarily they're not surrounded by this 24 seven. And I mean, like I walk out my door and there are red solo cups crushed like down the hall. And so it's like, I literally cannot get away from the college experience. Like I'll have, there was one night I was trying to sleep. It was a, probably a Wednesday night and some girl is drunk out in the yard yelling her head off. And I was like, I can't do this. And I had to open my window. We had a a yelling match at each other. So it's just, it's just different because a lot of times too, I'll go to the gym and um, I'm one, I go to a different, I don't go to my school gym anymore. Um, I'm one of the youngest people in there and you just kind of learn I don't know, I, I don't know, and it's weird too because I'll have different friend groups. Like I have my friend groups who are my age in college, and then I'll have my older friend groups who are more into fitness. And so I just think it'd be a very cool, like, aspect of um, the whole industry to show how someone who's younger is trying to go about it and someone who uh, is constantly told, oh, don't sacrifice, um, like, your, your years in college to try to be in the fitness industry. And also someone who's like, if you want to be in the fitness industry, you can't do this. Like, I'm constantly being told certain things and you can, you can't do that. And I think it's just interesting to show like my point of view from it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what do you say to that? Like you can't hurt or whatever.
1: Um, I think it really depends if you're, if you want to compete, you have to have a completely different mindset that if you just want to live a, like a healthy lifestyle because um, competing is an extreme. And uh, I went through my first prep over the summer and it really did change my view on certain things. I think that during the week you should try to stick, if you're trying to be into fitness, you should just stick almost completely to your health and fitness goals. But I think on the weekends you should allow yourself maybe a night or so to have fun. You don't have to go all the way like balls to the wall with going crazy, but like be looser and have fun. And um, like, here's an example tonight, my friends, um, I don't know if you know Kylie Miller, uh, I'm going with her, my friend, Gracie, Sarah, and um, Sarah's boyfriend, Josh, and we're all going to get pazookies tonight. And, um, I'm basically macro hoarding. So I'm, I have macro set for the day. I just plugged in the pizookie and then I'm just going to fill in the rest of my calories for the day based on the fact that I'm eating a pizookie tonight. And so I think that's a perfect example. It's like, I could have just said, no, I can't go. And then been like, cause it doesn't fit my goals. So I'm still going to go out with my friends. Like we're all going to go eat some bomb dessert. It's fine, but it's about balance at the end of the day. And so I think it just shows, um, you can still be on track with your goals but also still have fun at the same time. If you go about it in the right way, unless you're competing and then you really do need to watch yourself a little stricter, but that doesn't mean you need to limit everything too.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what was your, what was competing like for you?
1: <sighs> I'm trying to think like the actual stage day or like the whole prep,
0: the whole process.
1: It was definitely a mental toll because I'll look back at myself and be like, dang, I actually look pretty good. But during prep, you're just like, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. <laughs> And um, it's, it's very difficult on your mind. You have to make sure you have two different mindsets. You have to realize, okay, I look good um, as a healthy person, as an average person. But you have to realize, too, do I look good as a competitor? And you have to realize that those necessarily aren't, like, the views, that, they're not necessarily healthy. And um, I think it's just really um, important to realize that going into it. And it was hard. The hardest part for me was really balancing my social life and going through prep because I could, I had a meal plan for the second half and I could do the food. I, the food wasn't a problem. I could get my workouts in. I was still working a ton during prep um, at my job. And the hardest part for me would be my friends. I'd be like, I'd work. No. Okay. So in the morning I go work out, I had meal prep on my food. I'd go to work for maybe like 10 hours sometimes a day. And I would get off my friends were like, come over, like, let's party. Let's go out. And I'd come with my water jug sometimes and be like, hey, I have to leave at 10.30. I'm sorry. Um, I have posing practice tomorrow at 7 a.m. And so it was kind of hard because they'd be like, okay. And they'd be kind of – they wanted to support me, but at the same time they were frustrated because summers in the past, I had been more fun. I had been a little crazier. And so it was hard for them uh, to see such a change in my lifestyle, I think. So Mm -hmm. the hardest part for me was definitely trying to keep my friends – um, and make sure they realize that this had nothing to do with them. This had all to do with me and reaching my personal goals.
0: Mm-hmm. And why, why did you want to compete? Was it just something you've always wanted to do?
1: I think it kind of was. I loved the look, I loved the glam, but I think it really, I, I said I won't okay, so a couple years ago, I was a senior in high school, um, second semester, senior year, and I got in pretty good shape. And I started realizing, oh, dang, like I love this fitness stuff. And I got really involved in this, the industry, like this. Um, social media aspect. And I looked at these girls and I said, I want to at least see if I can push myself to do that. Cause I've been a very competitive person. I played sports my entire life. And then I tore my ACL playing soccer. And I wasn't even like, I was dying on soccer. I remember I tore it. and I was on the bench crying saying, do you not realize I like, I just hit 225 on my squat last week. And the trainers, I was like, I don't even want to play soccer anymore. And so I think the whole rehab process for that made me really realize I wanted to compete because so I was crying. My physical therapist would be like, look, if you can get back, you can, and you'll show people you can again. And so I think that really lit a fire in me. It was like, I'm going to get back. I'm going to get into competing. I'm going to show people that just because like you've gone through an injury, just because you've lost a ton of muscle mass or people say you'll never reach a certain level again. Like I want to show people that that's not necessarily true.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally get what you're saying, but doesn't, don't you feel like competition in anything? It just it just kind of elevates your process more you know like you reach your goals faster you reach your things that you want to do faster.
1: Oh yeah I think competition is very very healthy and also in competing it's hard because it's also subjective it's all opinion based and so you have to go into it realizing the placing is out of your control. there is nothing as long as you follow what your coach does there's nothing you can do to change the judge's minds. you can only just put what you've given on the plate in front of them. And so the important thing to remember with competing, too, is you're also competing with yourself. So you need to look at the past shape you've been in and been like, can I beat myself from the past? Um, I, it was all really, for me, too, about making myself proud. I didn't place as well as I wanted to in this competition, but at the end of the day, I was like, dang. I put in so much work for that. Like, I will never forget um, the, the times I had to run and get asparagus like at 10 o'clock at night. And then, like, they're out. And I'm like, oh, my God. And my coach is, I was like, I'll just buy Frozen I check out. My coach is like, wait, you can't buy Frozen. I'm like, I just left the checkout aisle. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the moments like that, it really made me appreciative because I could have just given up. I could have just been, like, F it. Like, he won't know. I'll just lie. And at the end of the day, just knowing that, like, I stuck with what I needed to do is just a huge factor. I think in my personal development as a person.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you want to continue?
1: I do. I hopefully will compete in the spring i'm looking at shows around april late march i believe um right now i'm doing like a slow mini-ish cut with my coach and uh we will see what he thinks probably around the new year
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah well at least you're taking a break i've seen I've oh seen. yeah a well, people do not take the break
1: i think breaks are super important i needed time just to have fun with friends um just focus on relationships with people too, because, like I said, that summer was very streeting on my relationships with the people in my family and my friends in general.
0: Mm-hmm. And how, how long is your prep? Is it six weeks out, eight weeks, 12 weeks?
1: Uh, it was about 12 weeks.
0: Okay. That's interesting. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you always think the timing is weird for everyone. Everyone's like, eight weeks. I'm like, eight weeks? That seems a little much. Or some people say it's too much, or, you know, I'm like, I don't know. Eight weeks
1: is a super short prep. That's great. It, but it just depends on where your body's at at the moment. Like mm. if your body is in a place where it's already pretty lean, you probably don't need that many weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what, 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 what is it about fitness that brought you into it? Was it just like you always played sports and you always just liked it?
1: Um, I think for me, it started when I was in early high school and I didn't like the way – I remember one day especially my family was like, let's go to the pool. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to see people I know. They're like, I don't want them to see me in a bathing suit. Oh, uh, it's so weird. Like, people from school, ill. I was super quiet and insecure. I think this was, like, freshman year. And I remember – and I lied to them. I was like, I have too much homework. Sorry. And I remember sitting there being like, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm literally – like, I've done this to myself, the fact that I'm not confident. I was like, something needs to change. And this was toward the end of the year. And um, so I made a promise to myself. I was like, I'm going to figure out a way – to end up like getting into shape and loving it. Um, Over my senior year, I also ran my first half marathon and I did it just to, I don't know, I've been running a lot and it wasn't even like running to lose weight or anything. It was just like, I, I guess I just needed to run to be healthy. Like every girl thinks they need to. And so I was like, I'll just run a half marathon and I did well. I mean, I got around two hours, which is pretty good. But I also realized in that moment running, I was like, I like this environment. People were like, come on, guys, let's go. And I was like, oh, gosh, like, this is so fun. I had so much adrenaline in me. So that summer I came into it with like a fire. I took progress pictures. I wrote down the date and said, these will someday be my before pictures. And so I spent the entire summer just taking random classes. Like I was like yoga, Pilates, spin class. Um, <laughs> what else did I take? Uh... Oh, I took barbell strength class with um, my mom, which is really the class that really got me into fitness.
0: What is, what is it, that? I have no idea what that is.
1: Um, barbell strength class is basically like a bunch of middle-aged women. And uh, <laughs> you get like 10-pound weights and stuff and like do uh, kind of like mini weightlifting exercises uh, to music. So, like, come on, guys, let's go. I'm like, we'll do routines. We'll do, like, 20 reps of, one, like, lunges on one leg. And you'll have, like, 20-pound uh, barbell on your back and, like, switch legs. And then, like, maybe a couple push-ups, stuff like that. And so um I liked that a lot, too, because I did it with my mom, and that was kind of inspiring. And so then I started watching YouTube videos. And I saw, like, Nikki Blacketter was one. Um Actually, I think you've already interviewed – Brooklyn Hillen brand, Uh, but she was one of the first girls I started following too. And I realized, I was like, oh, dang, like girls can lift. I was like, I never had been, you know, opposed to it. I never thought it'd make you bulky or anything. I was just like, oh, this is a thing. Like, that's kind of cool. And so I told my mom about it and I was like, hey, I've been like following these people. I've been doing some workouts for my birthday this year. I kind of like some personal training lessons. And so I had a couple of the personal trainers at my gym work with me. I probably did like five, six sessions total And that was really inspiring just to be around them. And uh, my gym subculture was really great. Like everybody at my gym was super nice and inviting and welcoming to me because I was so young. I was like the baby (laughs) at the gym. Like I was this 18-year-old girl going in there with all these like huge beefy guys. And we were all like, yeah, chest day. Like let's lift. And so I think people thought that was kind of funny. And I got really into it that way. And I think it just carried on. I just became so obsessed with it because um, fitness didn't just change my body. It changed my mindset. It made me an outgoing person. It made me talkative in, in other aspects of my life. I would talk more in class. I'd talk more with friends. I wasn't afraid to embarrass myself as much. And um, and so I think that really stuck with it was I started to, be, to love who I was becoming as a person. And um, I think that all had to do with, like, the confidence thing too. And so that's why I pretty much stuck with it.
0: Mm-hmm. and what the confidence thing was that like what wh- wh- part of your mindset kind of changed
1: um Well, now like I wasn't afraid to go to the pool of my family I wasn't fr- afraid of my friends um I-, I could go to the mall I could try on clothes and I wouldn't hate every single thing because I was like oh I don't like how this looks on me like I was a lot more like oh this is actually cute and um it was starting to just like learn to find things about myself that I actually liked because before it was very much like Oh, I hate how I look, blah, blah, blah. And then it started becoming more like, okay, you know, like I actually like kind of like how I look now and wow, my body's actually strong. Like I'll look at all the things it's capable of doing and that's so awesome. And it was much more about self-love and seeing how far I could push myself in certain situations.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you feel like, like your mindset changing and all that just like improved you like a lot?
1: Oh, it changed completely. Yeah, like I'm so much more social now. I was a super big introvert and um, I'm not going to bash him like reading at all, but like I was super into reading and I think for like an unhealthy way, kind of, it was kind of like my escape. Like I would read books because I didn't like necessarily how my life was. And these people in the books, like, you know, they're living oh. badass lives like in, I don't know, being spies and stuff. And I was like, Oh dang, like that's so cool. Tom
0: Clancy stuff right there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so I think finally I got to the point where, um, I was like, you know what, why don't I just write my own story? Why don't I just go out and, and do that? And that's how the confidence changed me because I was like, I don't, I'm don't, i not afraid to talk to certain people. They're just people. And then I'd talk to people, I'd make a ton of friends, I had a ton of plans. And I think that just, it was like a whole change in me.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you have like goals for a year? Like, do you do that at all or no?
1: Um, yeah, well, <laughs> I did not really reach many of my goals. One of them was um, stop beca- becoming so addicted to caffeine. Uh, Um I did well for a while. And then like always around finals week, it just gets amped up. (laughs) So that one's like a mini one. That was kind of like joke one. But um I really want to get strength back on my numbers, like my bench, um, my squat. And I didn't really do that much this year because my focus is more on prep, and that's more of like a bodybuilding style workout. So I couldn't really do those. But I really like, I'm, I've never given up on those. I guess that's kind of just, like, at some point in my career, I want to get back to that. And then um, goals for 2018, like, I do want to compete again, and I want to do better. Um, in placing, but not just in placing. Like I want to do better. i like, make myself just, like, feel, walk on stage and be like, dang, like, I could not have brought a better package.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Do you feel like, like, that was your first competition, correct? Mm-hmm. And, like, do you feel like, the second one, you just want to improve yourself, not necessarily place well. Is that what I mean? I mean, of course, yeah, everyone yeah. wants to place well. That's
1: what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like I don't. The placing it comes, in, it depends what they're looking well because like
0: everyone's getting better. So
1: y- you, everyone is getting better, but it's a whole different range of people, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Like some people might be first time competitors, and um, their shows too. It just, I know I can push myself. Like I can know I can do better than what I've done, and so I'm excited to see where I can take that.
0: Mm-hmm. and do you have like personal goals for 2018 is it like like I, i'm interested in like i don't know why but people have so many like I, i've never thought about goals like that for me personally it was just like i just go and do it
1: um i don't really have any written down like i need to reach a certain thing goal for 2018 i think it's just more try to be a more positive person try to find the good in every bad situation um really focus on developing my relationships with my friends and making sure like I don't let anything in like my, any aspect of my life take over like the entire other aspects. I think I I know I preach about balance a lot in this podcast, but like I am obsessed with balance and I'm also obsessed with self growth and just becoming a better person in general.
0: What does that mean? Balance? Like, is it just like balancing all these other things? Cause you know,
1: Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, don't limit yourself to one thing in life. Like if I made fitness my entire life, I would never have any time to focus on journalism or I would never be able to go out with friends. Um, I would never be able to travel. And so I think it's important just to realize it's okay to not be perfect in fitness if you're going to have life experiences and it's okay to not want to go out sometimes because you want to stay healthier or it's okay to like skip something because you want to go to the gym instead. Like it's just, it's okay to have like, a, I don't know, options and to pick one thing over the other sometimes. But to pick one thing over everything else every time I think is kind of an unhealthy mindset.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can see that. I don't, I, you know, I, I don't know. I think everyone has a different philosophy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I always preach harmony instead of balance because balance does not exist. Well, that's true. I mean, you just want to get everything in a more like, you know, you just want to get everything in sync, you know, like where it works Working well. Or you know, like a machine where it, like turns the this wheel turns that wheel turns. Like where it's not broken, where well we're, oiled. Yeah, well, like I, you just want to make the machine work. And if the machine doesn't work, you know it's not going to be good for you. I think I think I think balance is is a, a part of that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I don't know. Everyone has a different opinion. Some people tell me obsession. If you're obsessed with something, you will reach whatever you want to reach. And I've seen that happen but that that is like one mindset um I'm one of those people. I do
1: think that there should be a certain point where it's like you're driven and you are obsessed with something like a goal but it's not to the point where you're gonna cut off everything else in your life
0: mm- mm-hmm. well yeah you can't you can't be obsessed with one thing there's no way yeah I mean like you have to have a few things um it's like choosing what works you know prioritizing this over that like you know is family more important th- than what I'm doing now? Is this more important? You know, it's like trying to figure that out. Um,
1: 100%. That,
0: and everyone puts stuff in different order. But
1: 100% uh, agree with that.
0: And is that like your, how has your, you said you have many social circles, which I find interesting because a lot of people cut off social circles when they get into fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how have you kept those going?
1: Um. Well, I've made sure I text people a lot like, Snapchat. Social media is a great way to keep in contact with people, but um, I think just making sure like, you reach out to them in like times of need or even on the holidays, like text them. I try to get together with different friend groups like as often as I can. Um, if I know I'm going out with my partying friends, then I'm going to be like, I'm going to watch what I'm doing throughout the rest, throughout the rest of the day. I'm going to make sure they understand that I'm not going to go as hard as them in certain aspects of life, um, and they have to respect that to a point. And then my fitness friends also respect the fact that, hey, like I'm not going to always be like as on point as you guys because there are some things um, in college that I want to be able to make sure I uh, learn and get to experience. And so it's just – I think it's a big understanding thing and an acceptance thing with different people. But I always try to make sure like maybe if it's even going out to lunch with some of my like quote-unquote partying friends, like that's still keeping in contact. That's still showing that um, like you care about them and you're interested in your life but like – is you don't necessarily have to do like an aspect of their hobbies that uh, you don't feel necessarily comfortable with.
0: Mm-hmm. Is it hard to keep all those relationships kind of moving? Cause you know, I'm
1: um, yeah. And there are some friends I drift apart with just because we're on different paths in life. And then um, we will like, Oh, Hey, you want to catch up again? And like, we'll catch up. Um, but there are some relationships like that will, you'll just, they have to end just because you guys are going mm-hmm. down different paths and, it's just a mutual thing, or do you,
0: just- do you go to them? Like, is it like a kind of like a, you tell them, "Oh, this friendship's over," or is it like that you just drift apart? Like, it's like, oh, one um, day, I
1: think mostly just drifting apart. Now, yeah. girls, they can be savages. I have had one girl say through another friend that she's "quote unquote" done with me. So I'm like, okay,
0: you're done. Uh, she
1: was a partying friend, so I'm like, it's okay. Everything happens. I'm not. I'm not like insulted by it, but most friendships, I really do feel like people just drift apart because they're on different paths and they're busy and they have other priorities. And, um, I feel like they'd always still kind of be there for you, but they're not going to go out of their way necessarily. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you feel like there's levels to friendship? You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's acquaintances, there's like, you know, uh, you know, friends and there's like really good friends and like, like there's levels to the, the, the entire game of friendships and relationships.
1: Oh, definitely. Like there are friends I think that you have when you're in class um, and then there are friends that like, I don't know, you, you have friends that you might hang out with or talk about um, very basic level things that aren't very important, but then you're going to have friends that you get really deep with. And those are the people I think you really should try to keep in your life because those people trust you um, with their emotions and uh, their past and their future goals and, I think that's important just because it shows um, you're willing to be vulnerable with those people. And that's the type of people that um, I kind of not value more, but like I find myself drawn to more. Because um, those are the people that are going to help you become a better person at the end of the day. I do have like a ton of friends who are, I I call them like, just like, not base. I don't want to
0: (laughs) sound. Basic.
1: No, baseline friends. You're just like. Just friends. I just call them just friends. Yeah, like oh, you want to go to the game together? Like, let's go. But then at the end of the day, I know like I'll have that friend that I, like, I can call at two a.m. who needs me, or if she Mm. calls me at two a.m., I'm like, I'm there.
0: Do you have like a do you have lifelong friends like friendships you know that are you know last forever?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. For sure.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I always find relationships and friendships very fascinating, especially human behavior, like the way we behave and.
1: And then just how people change so much over time. And I know people say, oh, people don't change. But I really think that, I mean, maybe certain aspects of them don't. But we go through so many different stages. I know I've changed so much since high school. Just living on my own in college and being forced to figure out my own schedule, um, balancing a budget, school, social life. Um, and you just have to figure out your own priorities. And I know that – and also like living away from home and like my friends living – possibly in different states and different cities now, because they're going to different colleges too. Um, that obviously puts a strain on relationships too. And I think people just, they mature at different rates and friendships that stay strong all throughout throughout those changes and stages. It's just crazy. Those mm-hmm. are the ones that are going to be lifelong.
0: Yeah. And like, you know, the impact you have on others, like it's, it's really, there's a lot of like, even if you just say one word to someone, it's like, it can mean a lot to them.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Mm -hmm. So I think it's always like you're trying to figure that out. and People are weird. Like, we're just all weird. I'm like, like,
1: oh, yeah, people are all weird. Like, people will not admit that straight up to you usually. I'm weird. I'll readily admit it. Like, people are weird. I'm weird. But we all are weird in different ways, I guess. Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it's like, I don't know, I get along with everybody, which, I, you know, I may be like one person out of the whole world. I won't get along with. But, like. I'm pretty, like, I, I always just find topics or stuff that we both like. Like, it's always just, uh, it's kind of, it's really a kind of a crazy mechanism you can use. Just like, oh, so what do you like? Oh, you like that stuff? Oh, I like that stuff too. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, same with me. I do that too.
0: Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, I think, I think that, You know, we don't know how to socialize. A lot of us. I mean, oh no,
1: it's like the oh, I don't know who this person is, or I kind of know them, don't want to talk to them, head down in the phone.
0: Yeah, and then the social media game, man. You see, you see, like people, like I don't know, like they're not their true selves, but like the you know, without consequence, you know, like.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's a lot of fakeness too, and just I mean, it's sad because social media can be a trap. Like certain people will look at other people online and be like oh i want to be like them but like you really don't know what's going on in their lives in the back like in the back of their head in the back of the day yeah they're and, showing um, like
0: one percent of their lives i mean it's not exactly
1: and they're showing what they want to show so even like i don't know they're not going to show like their hardcore struggles obviously like sometimes they might post embarrassing stuff like i if something bad happens to me like a lot of times i'll make a joke about it on my page like Oh, man. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's still censored and whether you like it or not, like there's no possible way to show someone every aspect of your life. And so when we look at people online, like, and say we want to quote, be like them or something like that, that's just so unrealistic because they are going through something right now that we will never understand.
0: Yeah, it's like, and plus you can edit lives like it's just i mean like i don't know i feel like there's lots of different ways and different platforms
1: everything can be edited yeah Mm
0: -hmm. but then i you know like i think i think the difference you know they're all different like you know you got facebook which i find funny then i find um instagram is like a lot of kind of celebrity ish you know this not kind of way then you have twitter which is just like madness it's chaos Oh, you know, yeah, you just you just write a tweet uh, and get sent out. people believe whatever you say um I mean, like it, it's just madness, it's like that, and then you have like YouTube, which you know I think shows a lot more of people than you yeah, have podcasting where you could just i mean there's seventy no probably ninety hours of me speaking or something like that, and you could probably get a real good personality of who I am. And that is just scares me sometimes. I'm like, man, it's, people know things. Like, like this is a different platform than any other because it's such a long format. I mean, people know you now. Like, they they understand who you are. It's weird. It's really weird.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like they're talking to you almost.
0: Yeah, and and it. I don't know. I feel like there's gonna be something else. There's always gonna be something else. I don't know. I
1: like. Yeah. With the new social media thing, is I'm always on like the come up, of like, oh, what's the new thing? What's the
0: new thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think podcasting is finally getting the boom. I mean, like,
1: it is, yeah.
0: Like, I remember like three, like maybe four or five years ago when I got into it, like just listening. Um, it was just like nobody was out there really. Um, I mean, like, there's a few big ones, and then I don't know, like the past two, three years, maybe. It's been like crazy, crazy, and everyone, everyone's a podcaster now. I'm like, damn, man. I'm like, I remember when nobody did this. I'm
1: like, now it's mainstream.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now I don't, I don't feel so special.
1: Hashtag basic.
0: Mm-hmm. But I, <laughs> I, I think everybody should have like their open media. It's so, it's such a, it's easy. It's just like you. I mean, you can edit your podcast, but I don't do any of that. I just, mm. you know, the the words I say are the words I say. Um, and if I say something wrong, well, well that's my bad.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think that's cool. People want real. A lot of times they're fed like BS, but I think that's an important thing. I try to come across that as much as I can on my platforms. And I think that's like, I love that you do that too, because I think in a world that's so edited and so photoshopped and I don't know, skimmed over, I guess it's like, it's so important to find real people.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, but then I'm also like, oh, gotta, you know, I can't say that on here because it's like, man, I don't want that to blow up and then it gets sent to someone because, you know, to, oh, you yeah, know. yeah, for sure. It's weird. It's weird. And there's consequences to social media now. Like, it's weird that that's happening, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, like I cuss so much and, like, I, on social media, I'm like, God, Allison, you gotta tone it down. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm, I, like, like, for me, like, Especially when I do these types of interviews, like just like with you or anyone else, like I don't know you. Like it's just like I kind of know you and I kind of don't, you know? I just, yeah, yeah. It's really weird. And then I have to learn, oh, should I cuss? Should I not cuss? Like it's all these kind of things going through my head. Um, and then, well, most of the time it's interview based the first time. I, I don't know. I feel like having people on multiple times, like twice. Like I always see podcasts where there's just, I don't know. It's just like, all right, I had this guest. All right, bye, guest. I'm like what, that, 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 that's it like you, I didn't even get like you they just either said something about their, what they're doing and then they were gone but I think like the second time is always much better than the first because like you know you're just getting like the traction going I, I think it's strange but no, I else. think it's
1: cool yeah you get to go into like deeper stuff you gotta get the baseline stuff out of the way yeah yeah it's
0: weird it's really weird and like I think it's weird that we're I mean we're, we're states away like also I've talk to people countries away this is not it's it's such a strange way of like this is re- this is happening yeah 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 and like we're talking in real time like this was a, just if you told someone like 10 15 years ago that this was possible they'd be like what what are you talking about like you can't do that you can't speak to someone three states away like it's yeah, imp-
1: like oh yeah i gotta call my friend like in australia like what or it's just so weird i didn't i still think about it like someone will comment on my picture or something i'll like go look at their profile oh they're in stinking germany i'm like okay cool like whoa but that happens so fast and yet you're like mil not millions but like thousands of miles away from me
0: yeah yeah it's, it's so weird like it's and the fact that i can see you now like i see you like i used to i don't know i don't like calls like when people like i don't mind doing calls but it's like it loses that kind of aesthetic like personal yeah like 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 you know a lot of people like i have like the body language kind of thing so it's it's uh like it really expresses what i say of course you you know a lot of people do that but when people listen it, it loses it's just listening it's not um see it's different
1: mm-hmm, i agree
0: but l- people listen more than they want to see it so whatever i don't know what that that is about i think it's because you know you can do other things while you're listening
1: yeah, like a lot of people I know drive and listen to them.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's so strange and it, I I don't know. I wonder what the next thing's going to be. But Allison's been wonderful talking to you. It's like I think you're an interesting uh, human. Thank uh, you. I
1: think so too about you.
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, it was wonderful talking to you and everybody, goodbye. Good night. Um and